Hello. It's the 361 degrees. <laughs> Hello. Don't, don't you dare edit this. It's the 361 degrees podcast. End of season three. Bonus spectacular. So it's neither bonus nor spectacular. This uh, is the bit that you get if you buy the series. This is the DVD iTunes. extra. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. <laughs> that that was Rafe Blandford from all the all about Symbian and all about Windows Phone sites with lots of Maltesers in his mouth. Yeah, I think the the the, the end of season celebration diet cokes and sweeties have rather taken the toll on Rafe because he seems to be having some kind of diabetic episode. <laughs> So he's, he's, he still can't speak. He still can't speak. He, he's try, desperately trying to swallow a mouth, mouthful of candy. So, and I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. Are you all right? You want some water? I, I'm beginning. I'm sorry, to, a Maltese just went down the wrong way. So I'm beginning to think I probably should have given it another five minutes before I hit record. Okay. So having told everyone that last episode was the end of season three, and it was really the end of season three. If, yes. you're, if you're listening for all the informed, uh, you know, uh, uh, analysis, news, informed opinion, and debates, then that probably other ended. Podcasts yeah, probably yeah, other, other podcasts are available. And it probably ended in season one. But um, what we thought would be would be fun, and you know, again, in the fun in the very loosest sense of the definition, is that we just take. Uh, an episode kind of just at the end of season three and we're just going to have a quick look back over all of the exciting things that happened mm-hmm. uh, whilst we were recording season three because it seems like quite a long time ago that we started season three well, how, what, when did we ten weeks ago in fact is it one a week mm. obviously yeah did we do one a week yeah yeah we do yep alright um, I was just actually going to try and look back at the date but uh, my, my iPad is uh, is playing up right. but so we, we, we started off we started off the season just kind of recapping where we were at because at that point um, Nokia was wasn't riding high but it was it was pushing Windows Phone and it was kind of reasonable we had a reasonable sense of optimism that this was good news right um, yes and RIM kind of was being widely criticised by everyone for for kind of being slow and behind the curve but uh, I seem to remember Mr. McLeod saying that BlackBerry 10 would come along and save them. By and, Q4. By Q4, Q4, definitely, absolutely, and, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and how times have changed, because Nokia is now being given a bit of a kicking for um, the fact that actually most of its range won't get updated to Windows 8, which is expected imminently. And we, we never really even talked at that point about Windows 8. That was too far away. Mm-hmm. And uh, BlackBerry have delayed BlackBerry 10 again all the way into 2013. Yes. This is particularly bad news, I think, for BlackBerry. I, I don't think they're 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 dead. I think that's still the the wrong perspective. You know, companies can come back, but I don't know if they can come back to the level that they're expecting or, or that I, we'll be I hoping. Th- I think if we're taking the dead analogy, Rim's only value is as an organ donor now. Well, uh, it's it's cruel, but I think that's a little bit too cruel. Um, the incumbency dog effect. food well yes the dog food the incumbency thing is still there but the idea that Blackberry 10 can be this sort of miracle cure to all their ills is kind of looking less credible now and the idea that they are going to have to break up maybe into handset and services looks a lot more likely than it did even 10 weeks ago well, if you just look at reality okay and I have a, a bold 9900 with me here this is now more, well, it feels more it's than a year old. It's definitely a year old, but it feels much more than that, unfortunately. And, you know, the, there are still cool things being developed and, and coming to, to, to the RIM platform, but I feel old with it now, unfortunately. This is, uh, is a problem. Their roadmap came out this week, and there's no promise on that. I mean, there's some talk of some playbook devices and things, but yeah. I think don't think anyone's going to get too excited about what those. What we, we did see in that, that uh, roadmap is both a, 
a touchscreen and a QWERTY, but you're going to have to wait till next year, which this is it's a legion. Yeah. Uh, it's a and, legion, not eons. Sorry. And, and, I, and I saw some interesting analysis today. Actually, sorry, an interesting comment by an analyst today who said, um, that, you know, this new Firefox mobile effort that's going yeah. on. Boot to Gecko. Boot to Gecko. I was hoping that so someone... Ex- explain that. What? Well, well, it's, it's yeah. basically exactly what it sounds yeah. like. It's using the web browser or mobile web browser as a platform. And so when you start up the phone, it starts up the web browser. So a bit more to it than that. But essentially, as far as the consumer, it's because that's what it is. But what's interesting is that the Firefox... Mozilla organization is talking about this being ready for early 2013. Mm. Now, I, I, I'm not sold on it, the idea at all, but they're putting money into it and the operators like it, so it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. But they're talking about it being ready, this analyst was saying, if that's going to be ready for early 2013, they're giving it to developers now yes. to start looking at and play with, and that's precisely the right timeline. Well, if um, BlackBerry 10 is coming out in early 2013, where are all the developer devices? Where is all the, you know, things? Because it, to meet that deadline, they have to have things going out to the market now, and they don't. Well, I mean, they, they still are doing a good job. They're doing this massive round-the-world roadshow of going out and taking these. They, they, where are the devices? Well, they are shipping them, right? You can get one free if you're a, a developer. So they, they are. They have seeded their market, and there are lots of people but, but now it, with the, the, you know, BlackBerry 10 prototypes, basically. Well, but, but, but they are prototypes, yeah. and I don't think that they're claiming that that is the platform nope. finished. It's no. still very early days, isn't but it? You just, if you if you develop for that, and if your app or service works on that prototype, then it's going to be easy for it to work on the the one that comes out in 2013. If your app or service works on that, you've just wasted a lot of your time, I think. I, I just don't see this going to uh, there, There's going to be more of that. That's This is the challenge, right? I think if they brought it out this year, fantastic, but there's so many people now that have got an upgrade cycle coming, right? And you've got You've already got the S3 selling incredibly well, and now Apple. We, we're going to be talking about them shortly. I, I would imagine um, they're going to be announcing something, right? Some a new kind iPhone. Of that, well, a new iPhone, new iPad, possibly new blah blah blah. It's difficult, isn't it? So, I mean, that was the sort of we were, we got caught up on episode one on all the things that mm. happened, um, sort of mourned the passing of WebOS and all kinds of manners of things like that. Yeah. But. Um, well, I, wasn't I going out to BlackBerry World that um, that week? Well, you were. Oh dear. Oh, are you playing it? But not not deliberately. But I have just hit the button. Let's turn that off straight away. That's well, that first episode was kind of a summary of, that was, of where it was things pre, are, wasn't it? And, was and it? actually, it doesn't feel like the big picture has changed. I mean, uh, Rim is still in trouble. It's maybe in more trouble now. There are perhaps um, more proof points to that viewpoint. Uh, there's more proof points, and the same I think could be said of Nokia. Although there's a lot of fuss around. Um, 7.8 and the upgrade cycle now actually I think we'd probably still say a lot depends on what happens with Windows Phone 8 and that's really where it's going to get judged and I think you know if you think that Nokia is going to be able to make a comeback nothing that's happened will really change your mind and you know things like Surface coming out we talked about that in a previous episode I think there's reason still to be optimistic that the issue with RIM is that it's harder and harder to become optimistic. So I think the question for you, Ewan, is are you as optimistic about the future of RIM as you were at the beginning of this season? Um, <clears throat> no. No, I, I still hold a candle. Um, it's sad, really, isn't it? You just can't let but go. it's sort of burning rather low now, is it? Well, there, there is a, uh, an issue in that, you you know, I need a new device. I want a new BlackBerry. What's a new BlackBerry? Um 
and more and more the applications and services that I'm being exposed to and having to look at are on the iPhone. And on my desk here, I've got one BlackBerry and two iPhones. And when I was in the States, I, did, I put my iPhone off uh, just because I don't want to give Vodafone too much money. But normally I would then put it onto the Wi-Fi. Actually, I left the BlackBerry in my room and didn't actually activate it. Uh, and, and I was typing. I wasn't enjoying the experience at all, but I was using typing away on the on the iPhone. So I think, you know, uh, I really do did like what I saw at BlackBerry World. And I think the next generation could be really cool, especially I still would like a QWERTY device. I'm really fast on QWERTY. So yeah, maybe... I don't know if they can get to scale the kind, right? So I can imagine myself buying them. I can imagine a, a subset of people going out and buying the, the the one that comes out in Q3, uh, sorry, in, uh, in Q1 next year. I wonder how, what the consumer's thinking. Is it too easy for the consumer to just think, oh, yeah, yeah, they're not here anymore? I, I wonder now whether operators will even range them. You know, you might get into, I think you'll still get enterprise sales. The incumbency effects that Rafe talks about is true. But I wonder now whether operators will even bother to give them shelf space. It's a new platform. Consumers aren't really bought into it, particularly. It's well late. Uh, you know, uh, forgive right. me, but I don't imagine that it's going to be very mature and well tested when it comes out. Rim have a habit well, of I mean, putting they, out buggy software on, recently. Oh, well, hold on. I mean, that's that's what one of the major reasons they said, no, I'm not putting the Torsten Hines was saying, well, we will get it right. We are not doing it. We can rush it. We could get it out the door immediately. I'm not going to do that. We're going to get it right when we put it out to the market. Okay, well, let's let's. Go on, race to making a fish face. Say, at me. There's no no uh, so there's no platform face. that ever comes out being what? exactly ready. Now, I actually think the bigger problem for BlackBerry is, you know, they very deliberately stated it's they're going to kind of retreat into the enterprise space. We did talk about this in the the first episode. Um, that, where that have they consumer said that? Market, I, I didn't, are, well, you, are you taking the the, the missed the, the yeah the message where where he it, said we're coming out different markets? Of, betting on BlackBerry 10 is that you're not going to be able to do the cheap devices as effectively, at least not immediately, mm. in 2013. And you know that has been a real engine for growth for them. And I think I can absolutely see the enterprise devices all being upgraded because of the incumbency effect and because people are reluctant to change. And people like you like their QWERTY device. Mm. What I don't see is that big, you know, kind of the BBM-driven you know, consumer market under 25s yeah. I, I think they're going to end up on something else. Okay. We uh, we also talked a bit about Apple. I don't think there's been a huge amount to, to say well, more. That, I mean, that, that's saying something because iOS 6 has come out. Well, it, 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 it's well, out there. For, has, been, has been announced. It's out there for developers. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm terribly disimpressed with it. Disimpressed? Disimpressed. Disimpressed. So it's so unimpressed that you invented new yeah. words to express your I despair. I, I can't Beyond believe you're unimpressed saying that. and on to disimpressed. I, I think the, the mapping thing is a really big deal. Oh, that's deal. nice, but I'm thinking, what are they doing with notifications? Oh, well, you, you know you know, we said we'd make this a behind-the-scenes episode. Yeah. I made £100. Would you believe it? Because a year ago, not this year's Mobile Congress, but the yeah. year before, I went to um, one of these fringe events where a company called C3 was showing their mapping product. It's a Swedish company that did all these uh, 3D models based on um, a, a plane would fly over, take all these pictures, they stitch it together into 3D models. Right. That's the company that Apple bought to turn yeah. into their 3D mapping. And somebody like Mashable or something links to the video. Yeah. And about 200,000 people watched the video. 
Wow. So I, I'm trying to work out what I'm going to do with my 100 pound mashable pound, pounds bounty. Of dollars, pounds, pounds of dollars. 100 pounds sterling mash, mashable bounty. And I, I'm thinking I might, given it's come via mashable, I might just set fire to it out of disgust and self loathing. <laughs> I'm not sure. Are you having a go at a rival publication? Not really a rival publication. But, but yeah, anyway, so I, maybe, I, maybe I should solicit suggestions for what could I do. You know, something interesting, not just. You could buy two uh, Nokia uh, Asha. I could, yeah. I won't, but I could. That's nice, yeah. <laughs> you could have quite a lot of pizzas. Yeah, I could have quite a lot of pizzas. We'll have to think about it. We'll, we'll come up with something smart. But, but that's, that's telling, though, is that um, that was it shows you the cycle these things move on, that, yeah. that they bought C3 a long time ago, they've integrated it, and now there's a, hu- a huge amount of interest in it. But I, I, I have to admit, I've only read, not used iOS, read about iOS 6, not used it. But yeah, I haven't I, bothered downloading it. Well, we, we Why have not. Well, we, so there's nothing that's turning me on. We, we yeah, have absolute good. Move on. Next. What yeah. else? We have got a developer account, and I, mm-hmm. I could, but I, I, just, I don't want the hassle of having to do it to my phone. And actually, the, the guy that, who was it? Yeah, Jeb Bruint, formerly of a Bruint blog, but now off, is it Mobile Perspectives? I think so. Yeah. Com, yeah, the, Mo- the Mobile Perspective. Um, I met him in San Diego last week, and he, he had iOS 6 on his phone. <laughs> Goodness me, it wasn't working. Well, I mean, it was incredibly slow. It's an uh, iPhone 4. But is that an interesting comment that has Apple just become less interesting because I'm sure times past you'd have gone, oh, I want to upload. Well, we'll go back to the first point that, that Ben made. He said, oh, let's go. The second podcast was Apple and nothing's happened. When actually they did a massive big launch at WWDC going, oh, iOS 6, hello. Well, but it's, I think it won't. iOS 6 just won't. incremental, isn't it? Well, it, it is incremental insofar as the hardware that's out there. I wonder also what, what they'll do on top of that because obviously we're expecting a new iPhone. So we're... Probably beginning of season four, there will be around the time when the new iPhone's coming out, and we'll see. And there's a lot of talk: will it have NFC? Will it have a larger screen? All this kind of stuff. So it feels like Apple's been a bit of a hiatus. But I mean, we'll have an in, antenna that's working. In in all of that time, though, they yeah. have made a huge, huge amount of money. They just yeah, you know, it, it keeps rolling in. They're hugely financially successful. They're making massive margins, and 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 you know, kind of disrupting markets all over the place. So mm. perhaps. Perhaps they're what we're seeing is actually that they've they're banking some of their some of the excitement. You know that people are still excited about them, even when there's not new news. Just about the differentiation and the brands they've created. Well, I, I'm excited to actually get an, an iPhone that nobody else has got for you know, twenty minutes. Well, and and it's funny you should say that because actually that we that was we talked about all of those things. Can you believe we talked about all of those things just in episode one? Wow. Oh, I thought we were on two or three. No, already. no, no. So well, that was it. So. Um, that, what I was going to do was going to move move on then in that respect onto onto episode two because um, it was just the one where I was saying we talked about th- this is you wanted to feel special no actually that comes next but right. first of all we talked about uh, consumer cloud services oh yeah storing things that was on a the good cloud. I enjoyed that and learned a lot I'm wondering now because we had lots of kind of revelations about the rights and wrongs of Ooh. keeping stuff in the cloud and Rafe you lost your internet this week yes. when. A piece of a piece of countryside fell on the on the, uh, on the on the phone lines. That's right, I did. And I lost my internet today when a piece of BT's infrastructure went pop somewhere in London. Although that was only a few hours. Right. But I wonder, you know, kind of having having had a, having been a little older, a little wiser, and thought about cloud strategies and things, did you actually end up changing anything you did? Uh, oh, no, but I <laughs> I decided to use uh, SkyDrive. Well, I installed SkyDrive because of what Rafe said. I haven't done anything with it, but I've installed it. There you go. 
Rafe, are you still? Well, I, I wish I could claim that uh, you know I'd done something really intelligent, but uh, I'd been away in Suffolk over the weekend. I took a laptop and did some work on it, took some notes, and of course I, oh, I can't be bothered to uh, save these locally. I'll save it to my SkyDrive because then it'll be really easy to get at when I get back to my computer. Right, right back at home. No internet access, couldn't get it out the cloud. You're not got some kind of backup So um, I, I ended up using... Why don't you get satellite? I ended up using a 2G connection to download my document so that I could continue working on it. But uh, since that episode, I've actually found I've been using it more just to transfer documents between devices, and it's just the convenience of not having to remember to put it on a... You know, a USB stick or email it to myself, and actually, the, you know, it's SkyDrive in this case because I can then also get it on my my uh, mobile devices. So, your Windows phone, do you mean? Well, not your Nokia Windows phone. I'm actually using a service called Atixo, which turns it into uh, a web dev uh, aware client, and that there's clients available for Android, for Symbian, and for iPhone, and so it kind of makes it available on pretty much anything you would care to mention, and it also brings in Dropbox. Um, Sugar Sync and a couple of other services that I've used in the past. There you go, kids. You heard it here first. Um, I, I've been a little bit more reticent about using cloud services. Oh god, no, no, a little bit more because this uh, is the man who's got a Dropbox but doesn't use it. Well, no, I, I do, I do. Yeah, use you're, you're just a transfer mechanism. You were saying that was really depressed me. Well, I, and I still you use it. Hang up your Dropbox account in shame. Why don't you just? I still use it, but arse around with some we've had rubbish backups. We've had several big Amazon outages. Right, in, and during during this series, and how has that affected you? Well, it it it, <laughs> but, but it, it took all my blinking servers offline for a start because you know, I, I in the day job I use thought of that I use lots of Amazon servers. Well, they're right. all they're all developer. You're not got a rack space as well. Well, these are these are not for production purposes. These okay, are for right. these are for things that we like we develop and test on them and things. So, so, so it didn't matter. What you're telling well, me. we. We had to do work to work around it. You know, we had to right. go and it was inconvenient, but yep. it reminds me that it's not all a panacea. There's sometimes, you know, there's a cost of, you, sometimes you have to have contingencies when that sort of yes. stuff goes yep. away. Um, actually, and oddly, and again, I I really don't want to become the Apple fanboy because I'm, I'm, I mean, I've had a terrible week with Apple and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But what I, and Rafe is just yeah. in case you know, I like, I like iCloud and I like iCloud because it's non-file-based synchronization. Loads of my apps now are yeah. doing iCloud-based synchronization. My podcast client syncs, you know, the play position and the red status and all of that kind of stuff. My Twitter client now syncs what I've read over iCloud between my iPhone and my iPad. What client are we uh, talking Tweetbot, about, really? Tweetbot does that now over right. iCloud. Um, and what's your other one, the podcast one? The I use Instacast on oh, my iPad. And, to know. Right. So you know, and, and and also I use IA Writer, which also syncs that way. Oh. So it's it's not flawless because reading some of the documentations, you know, um, actually writing uh, uh, iCloud compatible services sounds, frankly, like you know, doing something very painful with your private parts. It really is not much fun at all. But as a consumer, it works like a treat. So, um, just to, just to, while I'm while I'm dominating the conversation, though, we're we're talking about um, cloud. Mm. I have sort of started to go out and look at a whole bunch of new cloud services and realizing that there were some really cool backup services I found because I found one that uh, would back up my Time Machine backups on my on my laptop, for example. So you you, you have Time Machine. Yeah. And then it takes those time machine backups and puts them in the cloud. And so the nice thing there is that I can even lose the disk and things. But again, trust, I haven't yet, you know, used so any of that stuff. I don't care about the actual machine. And I don't want to have to care about the machine. 
Well, but that's so the, the data is on Dropbox or Box or Evernote or yeah. somewhere. So it doesn't matter. And if I need, if I need need a new machine, I just bring all the, the apps down from the. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's the same for me for with my working files. But I mean, you and I both, and I edit the audio for these podcasts. You right. edit gigabytes of video yeah. and stuff, and I've got videos from you know other sites and things. You can't you can't put that and work on that in the cloud. So I've got okay. like all every Word document, every blog post, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's up in the cloud, and and you know it would take half an hour to sync it all back down again because it's small stuff. But the video and all the edit points and all the big data and all my photo, I've got like gigabytes of photo library like our. our photo album our home photo album that stuff is that in iPhoto uh, it's in yeah it's in iPhoto and Aperture and uh, and, and some some stuff in uh, Picasso depending on we just stuck, stuck everything in Picasso yeah Blanford you need to you know think about this for your family but you know that stuff yeah. what, that, where are you going to put your photo album it's a very important that stuff question. needs backed up so I'm, I'm not I'm feeling a bit dubious about the whole it's cloud on the bookcase thing. at the moment there we go. Okay. It's anyway, we should. Up, is it? Next one. No, it's not. Yeah. Next I'll print one. Print it out. And what are you reading at the minute, Blav? Uh What am I reading at the moment? Yeah, while Ben's messing around now. I'm reading the latest Aronovich book, um, which is based on. Are they the, good, those ones? They are, yeah, based yeah. on the sort of um, magic copper in London. Mm. So there's a the recommendation for you. Multiple services. I'm doing on the Game podcast. of Thrones on Kindle as well. What are you reading, Timmy? I don't know. I'm too busy being a thrusting young mobile executive. <laughs> thrusting young mobile executive. All right. Not, not so young. All right. Um, episode three, uh, you had a bit of a power trip and you wanted a better phone a than everyone else. A power trip. Basically, you, you said things that made most of race audience head melts. I thought that I thought that would be the case. In fact, I didn't even go and look at any of the comments yeah. just in case. Let's, let's, ju- let's, let's, we just revisit say, let's just say you provoked a response. Really? Yeah. And we did have a recommended handset for you. Yeah, and, and, and oh where God, you sh- uh, Ben and was a sodding pure view, and where, where, you, where you should shove it as well. <laughs> no, no, actually, <laughs> really? people were suggesting that you should get the white, shiny version of the Nokia N9 because that was very exclusive, and its nickname is the Unicorn because it's so special. The the okay, I do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not not accepting that. But have, are, you, are you still frustrated? That, yes, that you have because I look at the phone now. You've got. Uh, 9900, two iPhone. I assume one is like your iPhone and a test iPhone, yeah. is it? For Basically, stuff? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they're pretty, pretty. I mean, most people would be delighted to have one of those devices. That's like, yeah. uh, what? Greedy. Yes. What, what's that? 13, 1400 pounds sterling worth of hardware? And well, now and again, I'll bring these out and subconsciously, because there's just these are the ones I'm walking around with, and you'll see, you know, a meeting or something, and people go, oh my God. Yeah, that's there's not helping me. It's not helping me, right? Yes, there's more devices than is perhaps normal, but they're not exclusive. I cannot stand. I simply it's got worse. Cannot stand walking about the tube or anywhere in London, and even the flipping guy that's carrying the Burger King sign has got an iPhone 4s. I sent you a picture of that. I don't know whether it was an iPhone 4 or 4s, but I sent you that picture, didn't I? The the guy on uh, Waterloo Station. There's a uh, for the, for those who don't live in London, obviously Waterloo is one of the big mainline train stations, and there's a chap there who kind of carries like a golf sign that says Burger King this way, and walks up and down the the concourse. And even he was using an iPhone four the other day. So I mean, I just what is the point? I mean, what you just don't feel special anymore, do you? you? No, no, it's really not good enough. And don't tell me it doesn't affect you either. Uh, it doesn't affect me because I use a Nokia device. It's pretty exclusive. Exactly. Actually, I, I, actually, I, I think that you maybe made a mistake in equating it, the exclusivity to price. Yes. Because I used the, I got my Lumia 610 out at a meeting the other day, which is a, a budget mm. 
It's not low end, but it's, it's 150 quid. quid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe even less than 150 less quid. Than and, and lots of people, you know, lots of people wanted to see it and look at it because it had the Windows interface visible on it and it was small and mm. it looked looks quite elegant. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so I, I wonder actually if... if I you, was being emotive, you know. You I was, were being emotive, but also yeah. I wonder if you don't need you don't need a, a, a. A lot of people were saying, "Oh, would you want an iPhone with diamonds on it?" But no, no. see that if they're suggesting that you're missing the point. I want a device. That, well, I want the equivalent of a car or a suit or something, right? Which is just a better device, so a bit of character or distinctiveness about. Maybe a watch is a, a good example. Or I, I think. I think. I think is, the problem is though that there's we as as all of the players in the market fall out as palm vanishes as yeah. motorola you know sort of falls away as sony ericsson just becomes sony everybody sort of there's there's a fewer and fewer brands on the market now and so you know the number of the diversity of models is going to decrease and there's going to be a lot of similar looking stuff what you really want is for apple not to be as popular as it as it was anymore and for to having an iphone to be unusual or what you'd really like would be for palm still to be available and for you to be the like the only person in the uk waving i, t- I need to try and express it correctly help, and help me out gentlemen what is it that i actually wish now, I if, I, if I understood that, I come would on, be a very rich man. Indeed. We can have a proper, sensible conversation without me being ridiculously emotive and saying I want a more expensive device and I want diamonds on it. You want to, you want to be a distinctive individual and stand out from everybody else. And if you can look down on them at the same time, that's probably an added bonus. <laughs> I don't want to look down on people necessarily. But you're saying you want it to be special. You want to have something yes, better than everyone I else. Want to I, I, I try I, and work out what it is. That I mean, I, I don't I'm, I'm being cruel can. there. But I, actually, it's you're saying that you don't want to be part of the crowd. You want to be that person that stands out because part of your identity. I don't identity know if I want to stand a, out. You know, I, I, I don't need to walk down the street and have people look at me and go, "Oh my no, god, no, no, that's not what it, I want." It, it's very, it's much more subtle than that. It's when you're in a, a group of people or at a meeting, you want to get out your phone and everyone to go, "Ah, yes, he's the chap that knows about it's mobile." A, well, well, or a differentiation, basically. I yeah. don't want to be part of the crowd. I don't think you're going to get it. I just don't. I think that the time has passed because. What is it that I'm wanting though? Well, but mobile, you, you, you need to have. Well, you are such a demanding user that you would always, you would only ever want to have something that was very well polished, very high end, very big, very uh, well supported. So that's why something like the iPhone and even the even BlackBerry, you know, because these are long established brands are producing things that are mature products yeah. that do all of the complicated right. stuff you need. But that is at odds with going out and buying some niche players very kind of you know mm. small circulation device because the only time you're going to get a mature os a really mature os on premium hardware unfortunately is probably android now isn't it because windows phones not there yet maybe windows 8 maybe windows 8 will be it mm. maybe what will happen is that somebody will bring out a really premium windows 8 device but there and there are no premium android devices because people and there's do- no premium apple devices well, no, because they're all common. No, so there aren't. Okay, is that the crux there? I mean, I'm, I've sat on the plane and I did uh, chicken class, right, um, over to the States. That's uh, uh, economy class for everybody who uh, doesn't speak standard, club class. Standard class. And, um, I mean, I, I will usually choose to try and upgrade. I couldn't upgrade this one because the company had booked it. Um, and their policy was, you know, um, economy. Make you and suffer. Uh, well, it was, it's fine because you're going. I was, I was going one way out, and that wasn't a problem. I just watched some movies, and it's perfectly fine. However, everyone around me, 
all had top-of-the-range iPhones. So what is the problem with having the same as everyone else if the experience you're getting is still top-notch? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just need I mean, to I think reset. it comes back to the conclusion we came to in that episode that maybe you should get a nice-looking, expensive case, case and use that to customize that it. That's the only thing. But but really why what, are we all the same? Really? Why are we all the same? Really? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, there isn't a premium Apple device. Shove that. There isn't one. It's 35 quid a month. Anyone can have it. It's free. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, an interesting criticism. I mean, the iPhone 5 is just around the corner. That will be premium again. For about 20 minutes. It would be premium for about 12 months. No, uh, what, six months before it's... Three it, months. I don't think it's going to be premium at all, actually. So what price points are going to come out at? Run, run with me on this, right? So the currently 4S is what, £600? Yeah. SIM-free. SIM-free, yeah. What's no the 5 going to be? free Right, no, 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 but we know for, for, no because we need to know the price of it to then calculate the contract right. length, right? So it means it's free-ish. It'll be six hundred again. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So but the, the the thing is that the it opera- won't be offered free for what six or twelve months. Yeah, you'll have to pay some money, right? But you bet your boots that every operator is going to make sure it's a. Well, this will be interesting. Will it be a get? It'll need to be a twenty-four month contract if you want it. You know, cheapish. You'll probably have to pay forty-nine pounds for the device. Forty-nine to one hundred. Forty-nine to one hundred, depending on the on the on the, the spec you want. Will they actually move you to thirty-six months? No, I don't think. Do you they think we we'll ever see that? I don't think they can do that. But I think that you won't get it for free anymore. I think that that forty-nine to one hundred pound barrier is really crucial. Yeah, and that because yeah, it keeps a lot of people away from it. The, as soon as you get to free, the barrier the barrier moves. Hmm. So we'll be interesting to see. But certainly, it's still it's still premium in the grand scheme of things. Though you're still you're still paying 30 35 pounds a month over 24 months that's a lot of handset you could buy if you went and bought an android device or something like that and i'm not talking about value i'm just talking about comparable cost mm. so anyway we will see we will yeah. see we are nearly half an hour in and we have half an hour in and we haven't even really got halfway so but this is a relaxing conversation though. Uh, you do feel relaxed i'm not sure if i feel relaxed well, i wasn't quite relaxed there that was okay. quite winding me up let's put our let's put our foot down and motor through a few more Go of on. these now so, right uh, in one word, Rafe. The next podcast, evaluate it. What's the next one, Rafe? Do it in one word. So, next one, we were talking about Facebook. One word, Rafe. Oh, that's the podcast. Oh dear. The, I, I, that's I like that music, by the way. Uh, it's good, it's good music, but yeah. it's, it's not a uh, right. So, the Facebook one in one word. IPO. Does that qualify as one word? That's just Rafe cheating. That's an acronym. I I don't think anything has changed Facebook mobile wise at all. Could you call that a screw up? What what happened? Did they screw up their IPO? I don't know because it, it's it's such a far, it's so far away from from the bit the tech bit that I know because yeah. there there may have been there may have been some misbehaviour in terms of the way it was sold, the markets, the banks, and things. But is, isn't it recognised in the history books? It has been a screw up, though, hasn't it? Yeah, it's an IPO that didn't go as intended. Now, whether yeah. it was down to Facebook or whether it was down to Morgan Stanley or one of the other banks involved. I, but I, I don't, as, as, I, a, as a result, has Facebook actually lost any credibility? I don't think don't so. Think it hasn't it's damaged just, them, has it? You know, it's, it's like any... I don't care, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. And it's only, the only people that care about it are the kind of mum and dads who bought shares because Facebook was a big, hot mm. topic. And they you know lost $5 on their investment um, 
And frankly, if you invest in a tech IPO, you're probably asking for it. And this this was also your first experience on Bloomberg, wasn't it? Was my 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 career my yeah. career of, of popping out half half formed opinions in the mainstream media. Um, the thing that actually has happened, though, uh, which would be interesting, is that they have announced that they are going to um, relaunch their apps as fully native apps, mm, which is mm. interesting because in my day job we're really pushing hybrid apps and trying to optimise the boundary between the native part and then the content, which is often in in HTML. Um, that's how the, a lot of the Facebook apps work. We should just make it clear what Ben means by that is previously they've effectively apps have been sitting in a web control yes. so they've been web pages and now they're going full native and part of that's about the the experience to hybrid but it's also about making them feel like yeah. native apps um, and that strategy i think at the moment is the right one there's this continuous debate between native versus web and i think for an app like facebook which is very transactional in nature actually the native makes more sense if you're more content focused which is kind of where facebook has been previously but not where it's going now then the the hybrid approach is more sensible i think it's it's maybe good it's a good basis as well because if you want to make uh mobile not the, the you want to make mobile the basis of making shopping transactions or spending mm. or something you need it to be super fast yeah and and there's a bunch of other stuff as well like communications platform needs yeah. to be super fast well we, we talked about facebook as a platform and yeah. if you're going to be a platform you probably need to be native especially if they start using it as an app distribution mechanism mm. which is something we talked on so i suspect long term that's one of the reasons facebook have gone in this direction samsung was the next one we talked about um i mean riding high at the moment really riding oh, high. rocking and the S3 has been even more successful than we kind of anticipated in that episode. I believe they've increased the number of uh, pre-orders. It seems to be doing very well. Is the reviews have one? been interesting because they've been a bit mixed. I mean, there's people out there going, actually, I prefer the HTC One series. Mm. And I don't think it's set the world alight in review terms uh, quite as much as the S2 did. This is the thing that confuses me, is it seems to be selling by the bucket load. Samsung and all the operators have put loads and loads of promo in. And normally when the operators put loads of promotions on, you know that they're really backing it, they're really investing yeah. in it. Um, and, I mean, it's definitely high spec. But exactly that, Rafe, you know, why, why, did, why did they do that behind Samsung and not the One X? Yeah, uh, and honestly, I'm, I'm not really sure I can offer What is it because it sounds like the, the, the S2 sold well and they're thinking, well, brilliant. I, yes, yeah. I think it's kind of past history in Samsung as the bigger company. I mean, if asked, I would advise people to buy the One S um, as the top-end Android device um, with the One X and actually the S3 being... Uh, it depends exactly what you're looking for, obviously. But it does strike me that, you know, we talk a lot about what is the, the best handset but that very often doesn't bear a direct relationship to what then happens in sales terms. Mm. Um, and I'm and amazed Android, I'm amazed, I'm Android, I'm amazed Samsung can get away with putting out such second-rate hardware still. I, mean, I don't mean in terms of performance, but I mean in terms of feel and, and build. Yeah, it's, plastic. It's, 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 it's just it's not very nice. And I, I can't help but think if you gave people a choice between a number of handsets sitting on the desk or maybe gave them a week with each one and then asked them which one they wanted... I think you'd probably get some quite interesting results. Yep, back to brand, as we were saying in, mm -hmm. in the last episode. Okay, um, then we had two episodes of Question Time, one of my favourite thing of the whole season. That was wicked, wasn't it? Was I, I really enjoyed that, and we got some cracking feedback from it. I don't think I 
I don't think we should recap the topics in it. No. But I think we should say that, uh, you know, it was a real tester event for us, you know, kind of second time out for yeah. a live event. I uh, got some really good positive feedback. So we definitely will be doing more live events in the future, um, which I'm still, you know, really interested to hear any feedback if anyone wants to give it. And can we say thank you to our sponsors, Nokia and LBI, for allowing that event to take place. And without patting ourselves too much on the back, I do think that was rather tremendous. I, I, I really I really enjoyed it and what I what I think on reflection I really liked was that the panel I've been to a lot of events that have panels mm. where people can regurgitate sort of the the consensus view or commonly yeah, held opinions pasted, yeah. and and that's fine because actually the you know the common view or the consensus opinion is generally because it's been arrived at by everyone you know but the interesting thing there was that all of the guys on the panel had immediate kind of first hand knowledge from their from their day job yeah. that gave them better insight so even like Stephen Pinchus from the FT was talking about hybrid versus web apps as we mm-hmm. were just talking about there but they build it they distribute yeah, tons been through it yeah, and, he, knows and he, can, he can talk not just about kind of the theoretical rights and wrongs but how do you actually do it yeah. and the same with uh, Ilico from LBI for example they build you know apps for a huge number of clients and yes. sort of talk uh, about the ecosystem and we should also thank our panellists which made for a good panel I think because they were very open they were very honest they weren't just you know parroting a company message or trying to get a point of view across they were you know genuinely interested in giving an opinion and I think that that made for a quality of panel that uh, you know I haven't seen in another mobile event Exactly. Well, I, I really liked the audience. Now, I think I did comment that on the uh, the week after um, the podcast, but I, I really liked that I was walking about. My role was to run around with the, the microphone. I loved the fact when I walked over to someone and pointed the microphone at them, I knew we were going to get some good stuff from them. Now, the problem at a lot of these events is you you know you get drivel. Yep. But when I'm putting the microphone in front of James Body from Truphone, for example, chap that we happen to know well and is around the, the the mobile scene, you know, you know you're going to get contentious and 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 accurate tech tech um, speak you know, yeah. perspective from him. So what we have to say is thank you to our fabulous audience and our fabulous listeners. Indeed, but where was the pizza? Yes, I know you're disappointed about the munchie no, situation. Well, no, I think we should maybe look at that next time. Some food or that. Could we, we could def- definitely do that. Uh, obviously, and yeah. are we going to go to to Germany to Mallorca? That's it. The, you, are we you, not announcing this tour now? Or you, we not, we're not announcing this tour right, quite right, yet. Not, I, not, okay. I think there's the small issue of funding it first. But apart from that, but uh, yeah. I think we should do a desert island episode tour. Well, so, In fact, I think should we not get speak to Tom Tom because they're doing this. Um, this kind of Tom Tom thingy where you can you can win a holiday for two weeks to go and drive around Bermuda or somewhere. Mauritius, Mauritius, that's it, and St Lucia or something like that, and and map. You know, you drive around in a car for about twenty minutes, map the uh, the island, and then you go and sit on the beach for two weeks and get ten thousand pounds worth of spending money. That I think is what we should be doing. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised this needs to get done. I mean, I, I happen I happen to know someone who lives in Mauritius. I'm pretty sure he can find his house already. Well, I think it was just a really smart marketing technique. Yeah. But I oh no, shouldn't never. we? Shouldn't we be? Do you remember that Mobile Ends Review did? We went to a desert island, or the Royal We. The Royal We. Yes, point out. You did. Uh, Got held up in customs a little, as I recall. Yeah, that was quite a traumatic I, I experience, to, wasn't right, it? Right. I had to phone the Prime Minister and try and. Is, 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 this, is this your box of phones, sir? Oh, well, well, yes, it is. Doesn't everyone travel with an enormous <laughs> wheelie bag full of phones? Well, for, uh, for, for those who are not familiar, I tried to take a mobile base station. Uh, in 
through customs yeah. to the Maldives. For, for, for those who... Th- it probably wouldn't have fit on the plane, actually, on the little... Because you, know, you have to get a plane from the the airport to your hotel. Yeah. For, for those who are thinking that we've gone completely mad, it was a mobile base station, but it was one of these kind of emergency portable ones that fits into kind of a, cut, a trunk, doesn't yeah, it? It wasn't exactly. like a, the kind of mast you see. Oh, it was really bad when they opened it up. <laughs> it's just wires coming out of it. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean the guy, he didn't speak much English. We just went, no. Okay. <laughs> and okay. he had communicated all he needed to. <laughs> yes. But we should, uh, we should be... What's but, our next live event? We are, we're looking for sponsors. If you are a mobile brand or if you know a bro- mobile brand who would be interested in being involved, ping them, tell them that you want them to support some uh, an event. Uh, or similarly, if you've got a venue or an eye theme that you think would be great to talk about, then tell us. We're actively looking for ideas and money. We've got lots of executives here, senior exactly. executives that are listening. Well, right, with they, might, they might have been listening half an hour ago. I don't know about now. Well, with budget and with a, with a problem, right, yeah, a marketing problem. We're your men, right? Wheels, wheels, wheels are turning. I, men, men are being seen about dogs. You know, watch this, watch this space. Uh, so, anyway, uh, yes, question type. That was excellent fun, and I really think good. Thank we you. Should try and do something live. Um, in episode eight, we talked about the Microsoft Surface. Yeah, now, that was that was only a fortnight ago, so yeah. no, no real news. Although it was far more warmly warmly received than I expected it to be. Uh, lots of people saying nice things. I saw a write-up, just a a slight diversion. I saw a write-up this week that said some analysts have been in to see Microsoft and had got hands on the devices and and used the keyboards. And then this analyst had written up a note for his clients that said, you know, the the keyboard is good and you can do gestures because it's touch. You can do Mm. gestures on the keyboard as well. But you shouldn't expect to touch type because the it's it's a sort of a, a flat keyboard. It doesn't react like a normal. And I thought, oh, that's very interesting. And then they thought... Hang on a minute. Why are Microsoft sharing this and giving analysts this opportunity to write, you know, this kind of stuff for for very large corporations and people who pay money, uh, you know, kind of mm. basically the kind of people who are making sort of investment decisions. Why aren't they they need to do that, obviously, but why aren't they bringing in some of the world's better tech press to have them enthuse about this? Because it doesn't matter whether analysts like it or not. I mean, they, my in my view, quite a lot of analysts get it horrendously wrong most of the time because they analysts don't, they, they don't they don't have any passion or or enthusiasm for this subject, and they don't actually really do their homework. No. They're just going to draw a straight line from where the last success was. But but I'm, I'm actually amazed because I, I thought that given the warm reception that the surface had. That Microsoft should be getting people's hands on as soon as possible, at least. It must know, be some kind of strategic I, thing. Or I, I think I was going to say one is assuming it's a strategic decision, but I don't think that's the case. Probably um, in these big companies, you have press relations and you have analyst relations, and they're two separate groups within yeah, the company, they other, they? and they don't always speak to each other. And one lot's probably gone. Oh, we need to show this analyst the surface, and you know. Whereas a deliberate decision was made not to give press specific access, I suspect they were just a little bit more blasé about the analysts and didn't think it would get out. And the fact that you picked up on this, I, I suspect you read about it on one of the tech blogs that picked it up somewhere. And probably it's not something Microsoft really intended to happen. Um, but you know, it still amazes me that uh, they were able to generate this buzz and this positive buzz about a product that really we still don't know very much about. The game's still out, isn't it? I'm still I, I'm still dubious about the whole decision making process, but I think actually what was interesting was I on the podcast I said why didn't they give it to Nokia? Why didn't they Why didn't they make it yeah. Nokia branded? If they could do it, why couldn't Nokia? And then sort of some more of the timeline came out. Some of that conversation between them and HP came out, and it became apparent really that they've been doing this for so long, and 
as you said, you and I Come think yeah, that HP have been so, as an example, have been so belligerent or at least kind of not really bought it or supporting of the idea. Yeah, I, I think I can now see that the only way this was going to get done was by doing it themselves. I think one other interesting follow-up to this was, you know, a couple of weeks after Surface happened, we actually started getting rumours that Microsoft was going to do their own phone hardware as well. <sighs> that put the cat amongst the and pigeons. That, that put the cat amongst the pigeons. But interestingly, Microsoft came out pretty much immediately and denied it and said, we're not working on our own phone hardware. We're not following the same strategies we are with Surface. You know, our important partners are Nokia, HTC, Samsung and Hawaii and roughly in that order there seemed to be the implication as well and I thought that was interesting because it's very very rare for Microsoft to come out like that and deny a rumour like that directly um, now I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that Microsoft are looking at the option because you know they probably want to have a, as an option but I don't actually think it's a strategy they would follow because there's there's no need, they have got four good hardware partners and particularly in the form of Nokia I don't actually see that you know Microsoft could improve on that and probably more to the point it's not really about the hardware there it's about the distribution and everything else that goes with it mm. so the idea that you know Microsoft was going to do the same thing to Nokia is it just done to its PC hardware partners I think is something that got the tech press excited but was really not going to happen and I think in, in, on reflection they didn't do it to HP it was a no, reaction. Yeah, it's been done to them. It was a reaction to HP's. You know, they were offered it and walked away, ish. You know, after a yeah. fashion. Uh, so and there we are. And then um, after the surface, well, still just before we move on, still excited. You know, uh, it's now getting to the point where what everyone I was speaking to in the states was saying it was, and they're really excited by it, and asking me what I thought. I said yes, 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 but show me the price point. Mm. And show me the battery capability, and that I'm just worried that it it will be a you know, two and a half hour battery. Interesting to see. Then last week we talked about connected living. Now has yes. anything happened in connected? Well, actually, interestingly, immediately after we record, finished recording connected living, um, I read up then about Samsung's S Health initiative, which is about a phone and a set of devices and products that are all connected specifically mm. for health monitoring. And what would you believe it? front and center diabetes monitoring was mm-hmm. mentioned in that so you know um it's w- can we give uh, ben a, a pat on the back for being so insightful well uh, it's not my insight i mean that was picked up from an event i have to say but i think the thing is that it's beginning to become so frequently mentioned now yeah. that this is it this is going to be big this is going to be really Qualcomm big. last week at uh, uplink they've um they've announced an sdk for their um m health Exactly. So that's going to be really big, and actually, yeah. I think that's the trend that we have to come back to. But obviously, uh, what I, I suspect actually the, the Samsung S Health may even have been out there in the market, or at least you know, bubbling in the press before the event. But I have to say, I hadn't been aware of it. So it just kind of reinforces that Samsung's a big player. I'd be very surprised if we didn't see some of the other big players uh, also, you know, putting products in this space. Mm. We were interested to see actually if Nokia do anything. They've often often sort of favoured some of the more innovative sort of R&D kind of stuff. I would be surprised if there wasn't some M-Health stuff in their labs somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're probably already, focusing on the right, right on. I mean, they're, they're in effect, they're already doing stuff like that, not around specific devices, but their uh, software, their research and development, mm-hmm. they actually have fairly big programmes, which is about data collection uh, for diseases yes, course, and agriculture right. out in Brazil and Asia. And they've kind of been early pioneers of that. So, for example... Uh, it's about getting medical information out, and they reckon they've cut this disease instance. I think it's by, I think it's um, 
one of the waterborne diseases out in Brazil by something like uh, 25%. And it's just about Mm. warning people that it's prevalent at that particular time. Very smart. Um, And I I think that's the stuff we'll probably see happen sooner rather than the kind of the appliance type type stuff. And then obviously last week we were talking just about Snapdragon and things and nothing's happened since then because... In the last... 46 minutes. Because, yes, the the secret behind the scenes giveaway is that we're recording these two back-to-back. Yes. Something that did happen, though, whilst um, in that time, although we haven't talked about it, is uh, Google announced the the Google Q and the 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 Nexus 7. Um, We we talked about it briefly. Mm. I'm still not very inspired. In fact, I'm less inspired this week than I was because since then it's been announced that none of the content that's going to be sold in the states the movies and the, the books and the uh, audio is going to be available in the play store in the uk really to fix yeah. this this whole global licensing nonsense don't they yeah so uh, I mean, I, they being everybody you know it, it, it's still a it's still a cheap device i mean i will probably end up with a ton of them to test our apps on and things but as for consu- for consumers it's kind of dialed it down in the appealing stakes a bit for me because the Kindle Fire or what replaces it might not be the best hardware, but it's got an ecosystem. Exactly. It's got content really, behind yeah. it. Yeah. And I think this stream is also interesting because I think there's been a bit of a misstep on the pricing. I mean, I really like the idea. One of the things that's nice about it is you can actually have multiple control points. So, for example, with music, you can actually have multiple devices adding to the music queue and then another device controlling what order they're played in, which is great. That's the kind of thing we want to see in streaming. But it, I think it's the three hundred US dollars. The price point, I can't see that flying against things. So you can like get the, a tablet for half the price. Yeah, and you know there's Two things like the, the Apple TV, and it's the same thing. We've had something called UView announced in the UK mm. this week, which is basically a set-top box which combines all the on-demand TV services of the of the UK broadcasters. But you know when you can compare that to uh, you know something like a playstation and xbox console well and it's only and the uview service is only a set-top box to begin with it's going to be a service built into existing other boxes sooner or later i mean i I have a i have a a bt vision box which is kind of ostensibly just like a free-to-air digital box with a pvr in it but that has um hooks into most of the catch-up tv video on demand services that the various terrestrial broadcasters have already it, it's a, a it's a very short step away to integrating uview into something yeah. like that and, mm. and so all of these devices including the stream ones or anyone that has ambitions about sitting underneath the tv and i actually put these streaming devices in the same category as stuff that sits underneath the tv um particularly when you think about something like xbox you've got smart glass coming yeah. which will I think it's actually really smart. I think it's one of the most unheralded things that was uh, announced back at E3 um, around second screening and all that kind of stuff because it's using stuff that's already there. And so the idea of an additional streaming device, you know, having to buy another unit, I I don't really see that flying in in the long term. Okay, so this is now horrendously long. I think we're just going to put this out as is, actually. You know, normally we try and keep keep these episodes down to about half an hour, which makes it a nice digestible size. But we'll just put this one out, a bit of a a chatty episode, and, um, you know, sort of give you an idea of a bit of the the conversation that probably goes on before most episodes get recorded. Do we know how people are listening to this? Uh, Quite a lot of people are downloading and listening on, on players, but actually recently the number of people streaming has gone up and actually that's gone up uh it's gone up mostly to be honest with uh our move to soundcloud so we we moved over to soundcloud as a platform which gives us uh and it gave us some improved widgets and distribution mechanisms and that kind of stuff but it also offers a nice html5 
uh, widget, which means it, that widget plays on a lot of the browsers on a smartphone. So uh, again, you know, I kind of I am interested actually if if anyone wants to comment about where, how they prefer to listen to it. But well, I just wonder what they're doing when they're listening to it. Yeah, absolutely, I'm afraid that's not in the analytics. But talking no. of SoundCloud, can what? we encourage people to actually use the the commenting feature that lets you comment on a specific section of the podcast? Because I think that's a missed opportunity. Because you can, you know, choose a bit when Ewan's talking and say oh, that's an absolute genius, or when Ben's Thank talking, you. or you can choose a bit when I'm talking and tell me to shut up and stop, stop waffling. talking about Symbian. Well, I, I don't think I've used the S word once in the last few. Oh well, podcasts. that's how the worm has turned. No, come on, hold on a minute. We talked about brew. Talked about Qualcomm and Brew, and you you've got Symbian in there. Okay, let's let's right. ra- let's no, wrap I, this up. I, I, I want to know if people are actually what they're doing when they're listening. That's what I would like. I'm okay, keep curious. it clean though, please. Okay, yeah. So, what are you doing? Are you commuting? Are you on the loo? Where are you when you're listening? Uh, yeah, and where are where where are you physically? That's going to be interesting. Well. Where are you physically? Uh, right, right. Is anyone in the Maldives? Com- comment wherever uh, wherever you hear this, and if we get any that are amusing enough uh, i will dig out a prize from my massive cupboard of prizes far, and send it far to. away enough well i know we've got we obviously we've got several guys listening from the states we know because they sent over questions yep. for for mobile question time um hello the, america hello america the map shows a few other people we don't know so well and i do know america's birthday in... by the way it was america's birthday this this week wasn't it yeah, yeah, that was yesterday right, it was yeah, happy, happy july, birthday so happy, and happy you got it july. off Mars. Got it off yeah. us, but thanks. thank you to the Australians who I know are listening to this together with the uh, South Africans because I know we have uh, listeners in both of those well, countries. We do, and actually, uh, India is lighting up, beginning to light up on the map as well. Yes. Well, where else then? Well, Anyone in Sao Paulo? All the English-speaking countries, surprisingly, surprisingly enough. enough. Anyway, right. let's 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 wrap this up. But we're interested, and and I, I'm not kidding about having a lot of Maltese. I'm kidding about the prize. Yeah, the sugar supplies on the table are running down. Uh, I think before we go, though, you get to say one thing that you are looking forward to uh, in the time between now and when season four starts from a mobile perspective. And when is it starting? We'll, we'll, be, we'll be starting season four in August. All right. Uh, Blanford, you need to think of something good. I'm just going to do it live. So one thing that I'm looking forward to in August. Stalling. Well, no, I'm just, I'm giving, I'm trying to. such an excellent question. Trying to give some, and oh, you've got plenty of time to think about your answer. I'm thinking about the Olympics. Oh, no, it's just stolen my piece. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about the iPhone. I'm really looking forward to what Apple are going to do. I'm really looking forward to the Olympics. I thought we were talking about mobile. Yeah, because Samsung are sponsors and there's going to be, um, NFC payment is going to be trialed. We've already got NFC payment. But it's not. The taxi I took today has got NFC in the back of it. It's got a little pay pass. Yeah, well, no, I actually gave the guy cash, but exactly. So, so there's gonna be loads. Oh no, that's, I just that was a choice because I bought a car on the credit card, so I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to do it and have it decline. Oh, fair enough. Uh, there you go. That's a little sign to to you and McLeod's life. I am. Um, this gonna be Samsung gonna be doing loads of user trials. I had to tell you, BMW sponsors. They've got cut loads of te- loads of uh, telematic kind of stuff going into those vehicles. Uh, that are like the the official Olympic cars. Um, we're going to get low, you know twenty four channels of simultaneous HD streaming from the BBC, and low, and that's going to be going out on iPlayer and mobile. I think that none of this is going to be. I think, like as you sort of hinted at, you and like the most cutting edge technology, mm. but it's going to be an excellent opportunity to really stress test a bunch of stuff, which will become mainstream in the future. And this will be the first event that gives a good excuse to, uh, to yeah. do it. And I would so add on to answer. that. Yeah, and I would add a, to that as my answer. It's the way people will be using mobile devices to experience 
uh, the Olympics. And what I mean by that, you're in the stadium, you'll be able to look up extra information about what you're watching. Will you be able to? Sitting in front of your TV and you're using it as kind of a second screen experience. Well, and and we're going to see about capacity and all that kind of stuff. And it'd be really interesting to see if people can. Wi Fi in the Uh, tube. I've got some tickets to go to the Olympics, so I'll be able to report uh, back. Volleyball? And uh, now I'm going to go to see the athletics in the main stadium. And is Nokia taking you? Uh, no, this is entirely Rafe Blanford funded. Wow. Uh, you and then, come on, you've, you've stalled long enough now. Yeah, what thanks very much to? for interrupting. I'm, I just basically said iPhone, then you just said, no, it's the Olympics. I thought you were stalling. Go on, iPhone. No, I, I, I am genuinely excited to see what Apple brings to the market in September because that hopefully I, that's well, not August is it ben? no I was just thinking that. I was thinking I'm pretty sure that I said before August <laughs> yeah, did you say before I thought you meant yeah. onward well I, I think um, September comes after August doesn't it I haven't said March April so right hold on a minute I thought you no, said no you're right you're right I tell you what he didn't get that degree for nothing you know who, who are we talking about Blanford yeah. was that a Desmond you got a Desmond 2-2 I, I did not get a Desmond thank you very much a 2-1 Focus, focus. Right. This is this is dangerously okay, close so to an hour. Before, all right, I don't I don't know then because I, I I incorrectly prepared for your question. Okay, but you are you you can imagine by August you will be so excited about the iPhone. Quite annoyed by the iPhone rumors, but I want to see what Apple are going to bring out. Well, uh, after all, Apple can distort the space time continuum, so perhaps we should just let him have iPhone. Okay. Um, just just quickly, seven inch iPad. Will we be seeing? Yeah, no. If, if if there's going to be one by Christmas, you'll be seeing leaks. By I think August. if we do see a seven-inch iPad, I think that will signal a different strategy for Apple and be a very exciting one for the market. You heard it heard it here first. If Apple launch a new product, that will be different for them. That's uh, the oh, breaking what? analysis, <laughs> right? We'll and, talk about that later. And, and, and Blanford, did you have anything else specifically you wanted to before you interrupted my highlight? opportunity? Uh, not within the the August timeline. I mean, I would say we'll be coming up on the big kind of push for Windows 8, be that desktop, doesn't count, or PC. Doesn't count. Um, I think there'll be more information Four. out by then, so there will be an added level of excitement building, but perhaps not Apple level of excitement, Microsoft level of excitement. So perhaps it'll be more more strokey beards and sort of less hipsters getting excited. Fair enough. And on that particular note of insight, we're going to end this, beards. end this DVD extra, clear up the empty packets of sweeties salad. on the table. Salad. Salad. And, uh, fruit. And went our way home. Uh, if you've struggled through an hour of this, well, then frankly, thank you very much. You deserve a you prize. Rock. We're always very grateful for listeners and all the support we've been given over Series 3. We're going away now for a little bit of time whilst uh, Ewan eats his salad and uh, Rafe goes back to the mothership to recharge. And we'll be back in August with Series 4. As ever, welcome your comments on what we should talk about then. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.